2: Welcome in to the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated and best and handsomest sportsbook. Download the app and use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Speaking of handsome, I'm Jay Zawoski Hello. with Greg Boyson and Mario Terabasi. Lawrence is at the dials. We call this the A-team. We are here to kick some ass and look at the table with the the visage of one Marion Hosa. Just... I, I think that book is glowing. Honest to God, I touched it, and I felt like a shock of electricity come through my body. Yeah. And I am a born-again hosin. <laughs> it
0: literally, when you open it, it's like the, the suitcase from Pulp Fiction. There's a <laughs> yes. light, and then like you hear angels sing. Ah. It's, yeah, it's, it's rather uh, inspiring. I do have to say, though, uh, when I first saw the title of our podcast today, Our Ring of Honor... I was like, finally, we're going to wrestling. do our wrestling podcast. Wrestling. Yeah. Like, nope, not yet. Still pushing for that one. CHO it, Wrestling at some alarm. point.
2: Dude, if we do a podcast on 90s wrestling, I'm the guy. Before, I, I after, we have about, we're going to have to get a bigger We got set. a dozen
3: I'm the guys for that one. Here's, yeah, for sure.
2: here's Jay's weekly feature on Tatanka. I
4: mean, <laughs> feel free he, to tune in to last night's CHO Bears After Dark. I did, yeah. The yeah, yeah, Brown. Brown greatest European champ awesome. of all time. The nation of domination. Can he
2: still do the, the head wiggle?
4: Well, we asked him to frog splash Karm at the, at the next tailgate. We'll see if, <laughs> nice. if we can if get him If Carm doesn't
0: want to do it, I'll volunteer for the fl- oh, frog splash. Oh, uh,
4: he, he said that you just have to sign a waiver,
2: whoever okay. decides to do <laughs> it. All right, so just don't right. let him pile-drive us. It's a yeah. simple waiver. Because uh, so, I think, like, as a as a youth, I used to go to metal shows, and I get headbanged very easily. If I do this, like, three headbangs now, I need to sit down. Mm-hmm. I just can't move my head that frequently anymore. So yeah, the old uh, hopefully D. Brown can, a, can still do the, the head wiggle, yeah, which was a great little taunt that he did.
4: I mean, but, he is a serious Bears fan, though. It's awesome. Yeah, like, it's very, I was yeah. impressed.
2: Because like, sometimes you pull these guys on from out of town, like, oh, I'm a diehard Bears fan. What do you think of the game? Oh, I thought Jake Cutler looked great. Like, they, just, <laughs> they aren't actual fans. They just kind of wear yep. it as a badge of honor. Uh, Seth Rollins, uh, current yeah. WWE uh, U.S.
0: Chamber, oh. I believe He's a huge Bears mm-hmm. fan as well.
4: Oh, well, we got to get him on. I'll talk uh, to my Please refer like, to him Kevin as
2: Patrick. Pecky Lynch's husband, please.
4: Yeah, they
0: yeah, were both sure at like. one of the games earlier this year. They were at uh, one of the Bears... I think it was Ugh. the Thursday night game. They were against,
4: Oh, I'm sorry to them. That's yeah, too bad. You
0: know. <laughs> yeah,
2: unfortunately. <laughs> he's, yeah, don't go to a nationally televised Bears he's, game. He's, he should know. Idea.
0: He's from Davenport, <laughs> Iowa, so he's grown up in it. There was actually that one WrestleMania match. He wore the orange and blue yep. uh, tights. That was recently, wasn't yeah, it? Four yeah, Four or five years Seth ago, yeah. Seth freaking Rollins. Seth freaking Let's Rollins go. is a Bears fan. So he likes being disappointed just like the rest of us.
3: I, uh, well, I used to work at a sports radio station in Milwaukee many years ago, and uh, the WWE was in Milwaukee. He was the Money in the Bank champion at that time and he came in to do our morning show and just got roasted for being a Bears fan on a on a Packers <laughs> station. Oh, yeah, he well, was a good sport sense. about it, but yeah, it was it was well, it was pretty fun.
2: I don't think they'll be calling him anytime soon. How the tides have no. turned my friends. Yes. I don't think so. All right, we should, let's talk about some hockey, I guess. I we guess too. It is a Blackhawks show. Uh, so as today is release day for Marion Hosa's book, uh, creatively t- titled Hosa. Um, we're <laughs> <My> going to <turn. laughs> talk about uh, we're going to talk about our proposed Ring of yeah. Honor candidates. Uh, but first, we've got some news to get to. Greg, you did the leg work today. You were a practice. So why don't you update the good people on the latest Blackhawks news? Yeah, there was lots of
0: little interesting things. Um, Tyler Johnson, when I got to the rink a few minutes before practice, was out skating on his own. Great. He's still a little ways from actually being ready. But the fact that he was in a walking boot four or five days ago, yeah. to skating is good. After practice, um Luke Richardson had mentioned that both Seth Jones and Alex Stalock skated on their own as well for the first time today. So that's good news on the front there. We're almost, what, we're at two weeks I think we're about general? a week,
3: at least a week, week and a half into... It was
0: Saturday, a week ago Saturday. So, like, we're close to, like, the halfway point of that. Close, yeah. Three week. But, I mean, Seth is dealing with a thumb injury, so that shouldn't prevent you from skating. No. Um, to stay in shape. So that that's good news. Um...
2: Stay locked Do too. we call him Seth Freaking Jones now? <laughs> we can. <laughs> People call him that in the opposite way yeah, it's meant. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah.
0: Um, but uh, and then uh, our goalie situation: Dylan Wells cleared waivers; he's back in Rockford. Arvid Soderblom, Peter Mrazek, both had the nets today. They're good to go. Peter Mrazek was removed from IR yesterday. Uh, Luke Richardson said it was kind of a dehydration issue with Soderblom in Winnipeg. I'd have to go back and listen to it again, but he he went on something about the benches and they weren't able to get ice in his water bottle and he overheated in Winnipeg? And they, in Winnipeg.
3: Yeah, I I, I no don't know ice in Winnipeg. That's no ice, is, but
0: they I don't know there was some reason that they couldn't keep his water bottle cold enough or something. It was dehy he was dehydrated. So they told him that they played it safe. They they sat him out for the period. Nothing serious as far as this weekend goes. Uh, they'll both play a game. Soderblom will play one game. Mirazik will play one or the other. He said he was going to let Jimmy wait, kind of dip into the matchups and see what goalie has better success or or the opposite, and before they. Uh, before they make their mind on who starts when, I would think Soderblom will start in LA just because Why he not? just beat them. He just played he was so the good against and them and, and great, give them some yeah. more time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that would no-brainer. be my guess. If I was going to go, if there was a bet on the DraftKings <laughs> Sportsbook app about who starts uh, Thursday night's game in Los Angeles, I would be putting my money
2: on Arvid Soderblom. Yeah. That makes perfect sense to mm-hmm. me. Um, we do. I guess you know he made it public. Yeah. Our, so um, question in the chat about
3: yeah. uh, updates on Jackson Stauber. We don't have any updates on that as far as uh, yeah. information we have from the Ice Hogs. Uh, he left his last game after taking a puck off the mask that apparently yeah, he, ava- affected. He didn't.
0: He didn't play at all face. this past weekend. Yeah. So, yeah.
3: Mitchell Weeks played. Wells going back will uh, allow. Wells and, and weeks to be the goalie tandem, but uh our, our man Joey Z would have been our contact about uh Jackson Stauber, but he uh made it public today that uh he is actually leaving uh the Rockford Ice Hogs organization. Um seems like it is a mutual separation between both sides. Uh he reached out to us personally um a couple of days ago letting us know that it was gonna be the case. Uh, we don't know what happened. Um, but uh, for whatever reason, uh, he's no longer with the organization. It's sad because we're you know we've we've gotten to know Joey over the years. uh, he is a tremendous broadcaster. He's a tremendous guy uh in the PR world, the communications world. uh just a really you know good person to 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 know and have uh worked with. So uh sad to see him him go one of you know, he did a couple broadcasts for the uh, radio. Booth for the Blackhawks mm-hmm. last season as they were cycling through their their TV auditions and whatnot and um, yeah it's 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 tough he's he's one of the best so uh, I know he'll land on his feet uh, in no time I'm sure
0: yeah. I've had the pleasure of getting the work a lot of close pretty close with Joey the past four or five years covering the AHL uh, it's a tremendous loss for the organization yeah, because huge. he does so much he's not just a top-notch play-by-play guy, yeah. but he wore so many hats down there. Did the, the communications, did the media relations, did a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff. Like, I seriously, there's some nights that I, I wonder if like the lights would have even been gotten turned on at the BMO if mm-hmm. Joey didn't show up. One of the nicest guys I have met in any in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, it's it's tough. But I know he's going to land on his feet real soon, and wherever he goes, he's going to do a great job. If you're in the market for a fantastic play-by-play guy that can do all the PR needs you need, you should have hired him yesterday. Uh, So, you know, hopefully—I mean, I know on a personal level, I won't lose touch with him. He's somebody that I consider a friend and a colleague, but I'm sure— uh, hopefully he can land somewhere that we can still tap into his brain and, and his personality on the show from time to time.
2: He's a tremendous broadcaster. Absolutely. Uh, and like I always thought when we would talk to him, my mind would wander. As he would sort of talk about the stuff he does, how does one man do all that? And then for it, for him to leave, for whatever reason it was... Like, two weeks into the season, it's crazy. Yeah. They've got to be reeling inside. Yeah, it's odd odd timing. If someone's looking for a quality hockey person and a quality human being, Joey Zsabell. There's a lot of
0: guys that that are in the the media, not only, uh, like, you know, the journalism side and the broadcasting side, that take on hockey as, because they have to. It's a way in. You know, you do Mm -hmm. the hockey beat for two years and then maybe get the Bears beat. Or you you broadcast hockey for a couple years and then maybe you know you can go work and do basketball or football something you want to do Joey Z loves hockey mm-hmm. he's a hockey guy so if you if you've got a you know you want a guy that knows the game and and as well as broadcasting it he's he's the guy to hire so you know and yeah there I know there's been no there hasn't even been an official announcement from the Ice Hogs about it but Joey went public with mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. i'm not sure who they had fill in over the weekend i didn't get a chance to watch those games I know, I, think it was the, um, I know they had the steal at play, play, play by play guy yeah. for a couple. I know our buddy Joe Brand at WGN is going to be doing a couple of games. I think he said the home and home series with the Wolves. Um, so, you know. Good, good for Joe. Yeah, that's a great opportunity for Joe, who deserves a shot. Uh, he is f- far more than just your pregame and postgame yeah, guy. Yeah, he's great. He's, he's so good for him. So, you know.
2: Oakland product.
0: Yeah, good, good, another good dude. So you know, if 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 it comes out that it helps Joe Brand, that's a good thing too. Another good person taking advantage of an opportunity. But uh, I think I speak for all of us when I say you know we're wishing our best to Joey no Z, doubt. and we'll mm-hmm. keep you updated on, on where he lands, and we'll be following closely.
2: Definitely. Um, all right, before we get to uh, our our Ring of Honor, uh, we want to tell you about a couple of our sponsors, but first about our next tailgate. <laughs> This Sunday, Woo. Chicago versus Detroit, 8 30 to noon. We're right near the corner of Roosevelt and Michigan. Goose Island, bring in the Brewskis. We're going to have food. We're going to have music. We're going to have dancing. We're going to have fun. It is a great time. And if you follow us on social media, and you should be at CHGO Sports and this show at CHGO underscore Blackhawks, you've seen the videos and the photos of the tailgates. It is such a wonderful time. A good time. So go to allchgo.com. Get your tickets there. You do need tickets to the tailgate, but not to the game. Don't think you need Bears tickets to attend the tailgate. You don't need tickets to the game. But to get in, you need tickets to the CHGO tailgate. Do that at allchgo.com. Come drink some delicious Goose Island beers with us. Drink some, Eat some delicious food and hang out with us uh, from 830 till noon before Bears and Lions. Oh!
0: Oh God!
4: Guilt.
2: Nope, you oh. Get it! He got fired. Yeah, I think it's
4: fine. I think it's fine. Well, if you if right, you well. do <laughs> that was fun, Jay. But
0: if you do buy tickets to our awesome Chicago Detroit tailgate, and you do want to go to the Chicago Detroit professional <laughs> football match, yes, uh, we've got that cover, too. You yes, should go ahead over to Game Time. Our good buddies, our pals over at Game Time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Have you ever dreamed of sitting in the seats that you thought you never could? Well, Game Time can make it happen. You want to sit at center ice? You want to sit right behind the penalty box at a United Center game? You want to sit in the 50 yard line for Chicago Detroit this Sunday? Well, it's possible with game time. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on a seats you thought you could never buy. That's the key with game time. Wait it out. That's my advice because the closer it gets to game time, the cheaper the prices are. They fall as you get closer. So if there's a Blackhawks game you want to go to, maybe you want to go see Marion Hosa. That's probably the one game you're not going to save a ton of money on. It'd be a tough ticket, but, but you can still get. Here's the deal. A good
2: thing about Game Time: eighty-four bucks gets you in the door. That's, that's for host tonight.
0: That's about $20, 30 bucks cheaper than I was it was a say, week.
2: That's or so. better yep. than it was, yeah. And
0: here's the best part: you want to go to that host game, and you see a ticket at, uh, at the same section, cheaper price on another site. Let Game Time know; they'll match it. That's yep. how great they are. So, if you love CHGO you'll love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. If you're watching live on YouTube, scroll down. On your way down, smash that like button. Hit that big thumbs up for us, please. That gives us a big boost. And then you'll see the link (laughs) for game time. And no matter where you're listening, even on where you consume your favorite podcast, you'll see the link in the podcast description. Click on that link. Buy all your tickets. No matter where you're going, use game time. Every ticket. And you will save a ton of cash, and you won't find a better deal anywhere on the secondary market.
2: Speaking of deals, thirteen bucks to see the Hurricanes on the fourteenth, and bucks seventeen bucks to boo the St. Louis Blues on the sixteenth. Nice Ooh. game time prices let's, for let's, Hawks. Let's
0: buy, let's buy up all those Blues tickets, so so the guys in in uh, uh, jean shorts and camouflage hats. Don't get in from St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> Though they're all jumping off the bandwagon down there anyway because yeah. their
2: team sucks. They suck, but. Yeah, you know. Don't game, segue from that. Game time
3: <laughs> is not the only place where you can save yourself some uh, some money. You can also save yourself some money and some energy by signing up with ComEd and their Energy Efficiency Program, which is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities we serve Manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. (laughs) It's it's, it's not directed to say that, uh, but
1: I... I I, I liked it. I made a creative choice. Put some
3: pizzazz on it. ComEd offers a wide array of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across our territory. Customers can inquire about how to upgrade outdated lighting to energy and more saving efficient LED lights. Learn more about the network of lighting to operate your lights through your mobile device and track your facility's energy usage, and more. Incentives have recently increased for indoor and outdoor lighting and networked lighting controls, making these projects even more cost effective than before. Uh, I know I always get the uh, energy efr- efficiency reports in the mail with my ComEd bill, um, I'm not the most efficient. Yeah, I'll be no. honest.
4: I, yeah, some of your neighbors are more efficient. Well, I know, but I I'm doing my best. <laughs> Don't judge me.
3: I will say though, <laughs> I I am proud to be more efficient than the average neighbor. Yeah, so. I'm in the good. At I least think, at, is where at least at. that. Yeah. yeah,
4: I get a smiley face. I try.
3: I try hard. Uh, and if you're gonna try hard, make sure to go to comed.com/slash/poweringbiz to start saving money and energy. You can also Call the number 855-433-2700. And for more information, you can email them as well. businessee EE at comed.com or public sector EE at comed.com.
2: All right. I am uh, literally, as we speak, arranging an interview with Marion Hosa. The man himself. Wow. So what? nothing nothing uh, nothing final yet, but Keep your eye on like, uh, Friday, like November that. 18th.
4: Oh, my gosh. Okay, Should we
2: <laughs> So keep your eye on are that? Are we able to read a bit from the book? <laughs> no, we don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> can't give any of it away. We got to stay in the good graces. All right. Um, all right. So today's the book. Go buy it if you have not from the lovely people at Triumph Books. Someone else I know wrote a book for them. Yeah. I don't remember his name. Ted Bramford? Uh, Tim, too, <laughs> yes. Tad uh, Bamford did write a book for Triumph. Um, So that's today. November twentieth is the retirement ceremony for Marion Hosa, so he lifted into the rack. because the book is out today. We figured, you know what, his numbers get retired, but there's going to be a lot of people who will never get that honor for the Hawks. When we talked to Danny Wirtz and Jamie Faulkner a few weeks ago, we actually asked the question: um, Is there, a, you know, a ring of honor kind of in the works? And and here's what they had to say uh, during our interview.
1: with our centennial anniversary coming up, I think it's actually a perfect sort of deadline for us to get this in order. Because if you actually think about not only the, the last three cups and, and the amount of players that contributed to that and how to honor them, but there was also some really important eras throughout history that we've had amazing players and how do we connect each of those eras together and make that part of the Blackhawk experience. So. Um, we're in planning stages. I'm not sure if it will take the form of a Ring of Honor or a Hall of Fame or whatever it might be, but I do think we will formalize how we recognize and honor um, our, our great players, and, and I think that will that will involve a lot of you know committee work to make sure we it's a good process. Um, we'll find a way for fans to be able to participate and engage in that because you're absolutely right. It's, it's a great problem to have where we have so many people to honor. Um, you know, now we just have to make sure we do it right and really make it make it special.
2: So here's how we thought about handling this. All right. So we were talking before the show. We're each going to pick three guys, one from different eras. So we're going to go 1980 and before will be our first era. Second era, this dreamed up by Mario beautifully, uh, 1980 to the 2004 lockout. And then we'll go from post-lockout to present. So we're each going to pick one player from each era to join the ring of honor. Now we need to qualify this
3: hypothetical inaugural cast.
2: Yes. Now there's a couple guys that we all agree deserve to have their numbers retired. And it seems like it's not going to happen, but they should be the first two that get their numbers in the ring of honor. That is Jeremy Roenick. And that is Steve Larmer Mm -hmm. in whichever order you want to put them in. For me, I have more of a connection to Roenick um, just because of when I came in and whatever, but both of them, I think, have very valid arguments to have their numbers retired. Both of them should absolutely be in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to put them in already. Right. So they're off our lists. So I'm tired they, of starting. They, I hate picking the first one. They are the unanimous uh, they are in. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's.
0: They but, should have their number retired.
2: Yes. They gave Rodak's number away right away. Yeah. Well, that's and, not surprising.
0: And multiple times. Yes. Yeah, same with Larmer. Same with Larmer. Yeah.
2: Like and very quickly. Look, I know there's probably stuff that we don't know, right? Sure. There is probably no. some things said behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> we know everything. <laughs> no. You, yeah. Uh, there are probably some things that I'm taught probably probably more is talking about Ronick in this. Yeah. Where bridges may have been burned and things may have been said, but when you consider one of the numbers that's already up there and one of them that is in emblazoned on Madison Avenue, Madison Street, Madison Street. Um. I don't want to hear it. You know, if that guy is still being honored, then if Jeremy Roenick was snippy one day or whatever, he should be honored as well because he did a ton to get a new generation, me, and you guys – into the Blackhawks Right He was the coolest guy In hockey He was an electrifying player mm-hmm. He's got 500 goals Like everything Every box that you would check To be in the Hall of Fame And to have your number retired Ronick checks it mm-hmm. right? Except for Stanley Cups
0: And obviously we know that Number two is going to be Retired one day Eric Weinrich Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. And oh, Boris Mironoff uh, <laughs> yep. I loved Wino and so uh And we know number seven Is going in the rafters For both Chelios and Seabrook yep. And Everett Santa Pass Um
1: 19, Obviously 19, 19 and 88, 88 are going course, up there. Kyle Callers. Um, you Freddie know, Murray. Troy
0: Murray. Yeah, lots of that's of those guys. Actually, do you do do you do Taves Mur- oh, nice oh. sorry? The I saw the host of book and things excited. just popped up and it would <laughs> flip over my computer.
2: Um, the Troy dumb. Murray, I had not thought of this. If they retire 19, they might put Troy's number up there too. Yeah, maybe. That's kind of if, if you're I mean Chelios was a better player than Murray. And probably more impactful to the organization as a player, yeah. But well, you look at Troy's contributions post career. Oh yeah, I think you could see well, a double 19 as, as up there. as far
3: as you know. Yeah, representative of the of the team organization, yeah. uh, uh, ambassador for the team. Like, yeah, why not?
0: Yeah, I could see that. I'd have zero issue with that. Otherwise, if you're not, if you're only going to do it for Taves then Troy Murray is with their, uh, with Larmer and Ronick in the first induction into the ring of money. No doubt. Sure,
2: no yeah. doubt. I mean, you talk about a lifer, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a guy who went on elsewhere and won a cup with yeah. Colorado. And but, there,
0: but And there's a lot of guys, you know, your at, you're at Eddie checks would be an easy add to this. But we're, yeah, so but so we know those four numbers, 2, yeah. 7, nine, 19, and 88, are going to be retired. Yeah, in 81. 81, in 81. Is, right. is getting retired here in a few days. You know, other than that, the only one that we kind of talked would be 50 for Corey Crawford. Mm -hmm. You know, he's borderline. Yeah. But, you know, our logic is it's number 50. Who the hell is ever going to want to wear that again anyway? Like, if you're a goaltender in Chicago, you're going (laughs) to ask for number 50? Yeah, I really wanted that. So just, like, taking away number 50 for the rest of time is not really hurting anything. It's not a popular
3: number in any position. It's not a skater's number. All that much, what if, if at all. Mike and
4: Singletary has a grandson, and he's really good at hockey, and <laughs> wants to come play. Maybe screw him.
2: He's not Corey <laughs> Crawford. <laughs> Can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Plus, uh, never mind. There's a whole football locker room to drop don't do his it. breezers <laughs> in front of the team. <laughs> all right. So, shall we get to the guys we want? Yes. Yeah. Before, why don't we? Before start this with goes completely off.
2: Let's everywhere. start with the uh, the Karpatzov. old the old timers. You want to start with Karpatsev?
4: That's what is. Uh, oh yeah. boy.
2: R.I.P. in peace. Twenty five? Was he
4: twenty
1: five? Fifty
4: two. Right?
0: Oh, can we get I a
1: transcript a of there. Pat okay.
2: Foley's rant and yeah, raise it?
0: The raise to the to the yeah. yeah, we can put that that the rant <laughs> in the ring of honor. That, that should one. be the Foley banner. Yeah. yeah. It's just that rant oh, and then like yes, Pat please. Foley with a microphone
2: next to Perfect. it. Perfect. <laughs> um yeah. That's Speaking it. of
0: Pat Foley, are they going to release an audio uh book version of the Hosa book read by Pat Foley? I want to hear fantastic. I want Pat Foley to read the Marion Hosa book.
3: On this show, preferably. Hey, if 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 host is here, maybe because we'll be too starstruck to yeah. even say anything. Here, words. just read the book. If, we're going to host. You just want
2: to read a few chapters for just us. Just read please? the book for See, us. This <laughs> is. I, I'm still envisioning when this happens. I think just to be safe, the three of us need to write out our questions in advance, and then if we somehow become <laughs> comatose, <laughs> Casey and Lawrence can just come in and read our questions for us, and then we'll just like, <laughs> 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 we'll just like grunt our responses at Marion after he answers our questions. All right, so let's start with the old-timers, oh, yeah. shall no, we? The pre-1980s uh, era. And I'm pre nineteen eighty, so don't be offended. Um, I'm not going first. I go first. I'll go first, first so I because I
3: didn't watch this man play. So I'm just going off of stats and what I've read about him. Uh, my induction, induction, uh, yeah. inductee, inductee, inductee. Nice. My inductee is uh, played for the Blackhawks in the uh, 60s, was part of the 1961 Stanley Cup team, uh, Kenny Warram, uh, former Blackhawk. He won the Lady Bing Trophy uh, in 1963, I believe, 63-64. Um, something I didn't know uh, about him in his career uh, that I learned today was that uh, he retired after the 1968-1969 uh, season after being diagnosed with uh, myocarditis. And as someone who lives with a heart condition myself, I resonated with that. So, uh, Kenny Warham is my uh, my induction inductee. God, I did it again. I am so stupid. Um, <laughs> my inductee for the uh, pre nineteen eighties selection.
0: Very popular player in his day. From uh, from what I hear. From yeah, no. My my dad was a season ticket holder through most of his career, and, and always had. Uh, Glowing things to say about him. I'm going to go with a guy that played even well before that, Uh, one of the real old-timers, Bill Mosienko, who played in the 40s and 50s, 710 games for the Hawks, 258 goals and 540 points. He also is a former Lady Bing winner back in 1945 for being the league's most gentlemanly player. And he still holds the record set in 1952 for the fastest hat trick in NHL history. (laughs) Scored three goals against the New York Rangers in 21 seconds. It's impressive. That's a good shift. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's like a glitch. That's pretty. Good. Yeah, <laughs> still
2: surprisingly, still the record. Amazing. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's so. crazy. Uh, mine is goaltender Charlie Gardner. Uh, he was the Hawks goalie for uh, for a few years. He won the Cup in 1934. Uh, seven years in goal for the Hawks. Two Vezina trophies. Four time All Star. They win the Cup in 34. Two months later, at 29, Charlie Gardner's dead. Oof. He had a brain tumor. And they said, like, towards the end of the cup run, he was acting erratically and not, like, really himself, but good enough anyway to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, Charlie Gardner died two months after the Jeez. Blackhawks won the Stanley Cup at the age of 29. Absolutely tragic. Really? But if you go through, like, hockey reference and go through the franchise leaders, you'll see, you know, the greats, Esposito, Belfour, Crawford, Uh, Scott Darling is always up there, too. (laughs) And Charlie Gardner is the other guy on that list of of great Blackhawks. So I think, you know, you're talking about a long time ago, 1934. um, I think connecting the organization's long history, and I think kind of what Danny Wirtz was alluding to is, hey, our hundred year anniversary is coming up and there's a good percentage of our fans that really only know the last 15 years or so of this organization. Yeah. So I think connecting to the past is also important. so uh, Charlie Garner gets my vote for the, uh, the pre 1980 era. Yeah. I think inductee. that's, I
3: think that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good pick. And yeah, I, I think <clears throat> there is something to, you know, connecting generations of fans, you know, throughout, throughout time. And, and, Someone like myself, you know, I, I, late nineties started getting into, into hockey and, and the Blackhawks. So I, you know, even, you know, even guys that, that played in the seventies and eighties, like I've only watched YouTube and and read about them. So being able to, you know, connect to those uh, different generations is, is is something important. So when you're going all the way back to the original, you know, first two Stanley cup championships in 1934, 1938, I mean, that's that's a long time ago. And that that's that, that would something like this, like a Blackhawks Hall of Fame or Ring of Honor or something would really be a, an an outlet for that kind of education and connection.
2: They've got the space that atrium is there's a lot of open space in that atrium. Yeah. yeah. Well,
3: I mean, they get good use out of it with different events and stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, they could definitely uh, um, put something in the atrium or.
2: Somewhere in these. Just United move Center. that that weird statue that's in the middle of there. Yeah, put it no outside. I don't even know what that is. Put it back outside with the rest <laughs> of the statues. Talking about the Jordan statue.
4: I was going to suggest moving the uh, that weird studio that's off the. Uh, to some nice <laughs> <weekend>. Maybe. Heard <laughs> yeah.
2: nothing but
0: horror stories come out of there. <laughs> Maybe in, in time. Yes. Yes. Uh, all right. Should we go
3: into the uh, the yeah. eighties, nineties, and today? Go ahead. All right. I will. <laughs> I'll start the best again. Of the eighties, nineties. Uh, this is a player I did the see. Jed. <laughs> on 630 <laughs> Chud uh, This is a player I did see play um, Someone that uh, I, I connected with With the uh, late 90s early 2000s Blackhawks which were terrible teams Yes, uh, But someone who I think We've mentioned before their legacy Is is kind of Not appreciated as much of, of how good of a player they were Because they played in a bad era Of Blackhawks hockey and that's Tony Amani, Former captain uh, perennial 30- and 40-goal scorer. Um, you know, just a, a a guy who, you know, was one of the best players in the league on usually one of the worst teams. So I I I, I loved watching him play. Uh, one of the first players that I really uh, connected with. So
2: Tony Amani is my pick. He was, you're right, electrifying on a team with nobody. Mm-hmm. I mean... Forty goals, a few times I think. Yeah, Um, score them and he had this move where he would go forehand, backhand, forehand, and it worked way more than it should have. He was so good at it; sixty percent of the time it worked every (laughs) time. We could just—he had the ability to handle in tight. And I think one thing now, if people look at Tony Amani now, he's like my size. But he wishes he was from, OK. It looks like he ate me, but he was <laughs> fast as hell. Yeah. Tony Amani could fly and he had the, the mullet hair. Mm-hmm. There were a couple of times he did the DX after a goal. He was awesome. Like you could him and Jeremy Roenick for a time were best friends mm-hmm. and Yucky. they had very similar personalities. Then yeah. as things happen, eh. Things get in the middle, sort of speak, hey, and things happen. break up a little bit. <laughs> um, but it's one way to put it. But they were very, very similar players, and it's a shame that Tony Amani, that his prime years in Chicago were missed by most people who mm-hmm. even considered themselves Hawks fans because the team was so bad. Alexei Jamnov came in and really helped Amani a little bit. He was Jamnov uh, was a terrific playmaker. I know people hate him because of the trade, but it wasn't his fault. Jamnov uh, was a grade a second line center. The problem was the Hawks build him as grade For a songs. first line center and he wasn't. So those two together, they, they form some beautiful goals together, but yeah, Tony Amani, absolutely. And I, I really don't like the fact that he has been, he's on the pain. Oh, my list. Like he's not on highlights. Yeah. He's not in the game intros. He's never talked about. He's never referenced. like, He's doing... Last I checked, he's doing Bruins TV. He does, like, yeah. Or How he is he not on every pregame show when the Hawks play the Bruins? Like, it's... I don't know. It's weird. Well, There's no he, connection I think he's, he's kind of
0: he, trashed the Hawks a little bit. I think uh, so. Uh, publicly. Yeah. Well,
2: so, <laughs> when so he have,
0: played for so the Hawks, many, like, So have many other... Yeah, know, right, they deserved you know.
2: it. I
4: don't know. I, I love Tony I loved him back in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. he was awesome.
2: But, you know...
3: He's from the Boston area. I think he's just probably... You know he's he's clearly enjoyed retirement. Probably doesn't want to make the trip to Chicago. A lot too of often. Dunkin'
4: Donuts is what you're saying. I yeah. Hear. Well, we many, got
3: those many here. things. Yeah. Yeah, he's, I know, if not they, on every street corner like in Boston.
0: Well, every other. <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they bring him back. I know. I mean, as we as we heard from from Danny Wertz and Jamie Faulkner, they they're really into the bringing back the alumni, and they say they want to do a lot of it this season you know you got to get some excitement somehow so right i it'd be interesting if he's one of those guys that they they welcome back and have a night to uh give you know a one yeah. more shift or legacy night whatever they call it
1: absolutely it would be a popular
0: choice mm-hmm. cuz as you guys said in the 90s early 2000s he was the guy especially when everybody else started getting traded he was he was the guy
3: and dale shytown in the in the chat mentions another one that that isn't on our list for this and no, this cl- uh, class of our Ring of Honor, but uh, Eric Daze is another one who, yeah. along with Amani, one of the, you know, two of the first guys that I really connected with with the team. Eric uh, Daze
0: got such a unfair treatment yes. because he was built like Eric Lindros, so people thought he was going to play like Eric Lindros, and he was not Eric Lindros. Mm-hmm. No, and,
2: and, 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 and crippling
0: back injuries.
2: Yes. Uh, he used to have to lay down in the aisle of the plane on flights. His back was so bad. Did Russell
0: Wilson do high knees
1: over him while he was down there?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Probably, yes. But Daze, you're right. See, I'm glad you said that because I'm very fascinated to hear you say that you connected with Daze because you were probably pretty young. Yeah,
3: eight, eight, ten years old. Okay, so
2: guys my age hated him because he was not physical in an era of physical physical hockey. Like you're talking about – you already said Lindros, LeClaire, Renberg, the LOD line, Scott Stevens, Darian Hatcher. You've got guys that are out there to hurt you all the time. Yeah. And Daze was like, whoa, look, the Hawks have one of these guys. And he was not a perimeter player, right. but he was he a was finesse not player. not a power forward. Not like, a power forward. So many right. times
0: at the United Center in those that era, you would hear, you know, people call him Daisy. Daisy, yeah. Uh, you know, hit him with your purse, Daisy, was something that I would hear from our section all the time back in the day. So, uh
4: See, yeah, my, my small world view of of that era, my best friend bought a Daze jersey, so like I was always
2: a fan of his. So Yeah. You know, fifty five yeah. is such a great number. Yeah.
4: Oh yeah, I think that was part of it
2: too. Yeah. I wore that in football when I had the option to choose. Um, but when I saw Kevin Korczynski put on fifty five, I'm like, yes. That looks it just looks great. It I looks I, good. All double numbers are cool. Double double. But to equal. me, fifty five is just such a in all sports, fifty five works beautifully. But yeah, Daze, A one. thirty-eight goals in to- 0, 1, 0, 2, mm-hmm. 70 points.
0: Yeah, as Narfin says in the chat, he would thrive in today's NHL. Yes, yes he, he would. He was born in the wrong era. Uh, yeah, if he, he was played a, he today, was a generation ahead of yep, himself. If he
2: played today's game, he'd be a star. I mean, not that he's achieved that this yet, but Kirby Doc, a similar big but didn't play big. Yeah, right. Uh, he hasn't shown thirty-eight goal potential quite yet, not yet. but. That's sort of a, you know, if if Doc played in, in Daze's era, it would be like, this guy is soft as a grape. He doesn't hit anybody. Probably. Yeah. He's a, he's P- a finesse guy. saying
0: that about him in this era. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, I'm going to go with my 80s, 90s, and hits of today guy. Uh, I'm going to go with one of my all-time favorites. He should be in the Ring of Honor just for his hair alone. Doug? Wilson, Doesn't good old number helmet. 24. Nope. He, <laughs> he has his built in. Um, yeah, he made
4: the thumbnail today. I was like, oh, I got to get that lettuce on there. Yeah. yeah
0: though uh, Doug Wilson, one of my all time favorite Blackhawks. You want to talk about a guy ahead of his time? He was he was a defenseman in the 80s in a good way that everybody wants today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was ahead of his time. He played uh, 938 games with the Hawks. He scored 225 goals and 779 points as a defenseman in an era where you defenseman didn't really contribute. Like you had Paul Coffey come up and really revolutionize that. And he was part of that line. He won the Norris trophy in 1982, the first Blackhawk to ever win that honor. Yes. Um, so Doug Wilson uh, loved him. One of my favorite players growing up um, still looked weird. When he was when he when he wore that sharks uniform for two two years, but yeah. uh,
3: well, and he got honored by the sharks. Yes, earlier. right,
0: but yeah, before the Hawks game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he spent a long time out there. I think most people today now associate him as a shark and not a black hawk because being the GM there for so long mm-hmm. and building some successful teams. But I loved Doug Wilson growing up, going to the old stadium as a kid with my dad, and just. When he took the ice, your eyes went right to him. Yeah. Because he was different than everybody else out there. That was in the LC Secord days. He's mentioned in our chat, and he definitely deserves to be in a in, in ring of honor. He can fly all the inductees uh, in on his plane. <laughs> there you go. Um, Perfect. But, like, you had the guys like Secord and Larmer who were the blue-collar, get-dirty guys, and then here comes LC Secord, just, or sorry, Doug Wilson, that just makes things look so effortless. Was was you know one of the best skaters? Was probably the best skater in the NHL, not playing in Edmonton during those times. Yeah, seriously,
2: and would whoop your ass too. Yeah, given the opportunity.
0: Yeah, great player. I love. I loved. He was way ahead of his time. He was a two way off uh, defenseman in an era where there weren't barely any two way offensive. You know. Yeah. Mm Defensemen.
2: Yeah, he was a stud, and I always remember you said how he like would catch your eye. Part of it was one of the last guys to not wear a helmet in the league, Um, but also. He was like one of those dudes that wore like just like little strips of cardboard for pads. Yeah. And just like, yeah. had, you know what I mean? Like, it just looked like he had nothing underneath his jersey. And it, he was just getting you with all of his muscle. And it, we would keep talking about that Ice Guardian thing because we watched it three times. Um <laughs> it was on loop. But like all those guys wearing like just like Velcro mm-hmm. <laughs> taped to cardboard as pads. And, and it's Wilson was one of those guys. Just a throwback. It's funny, you, like a throwback, but a. a ahead of his time at the same time, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, I think he is uh, absolutely definitely worthy of, of ring of honor and maybe even more as we talk uh, about. Yeah. He's a guy that I, I would,
0: I would re- have no problems if they retired his number.
2: Um. So for me, uh, I'm going to go with Eddie Belfour, and uh, Ronick was the guy that g- got the hockey hooks into me. Um. But, but guys like Chelios and, and Belfour were the ones that just didn't let it go. They were that, that Hawks, crew was so cool mm-hmm. they yeah. just had a, a swag about them they and had had com the comments about them yeah and Eddie Belfour was a red ass he yep. got in his crease he was gonna hit yeah he'd fly off the handle sometimes uh if he loses a playoff game in St. Louis he's trashing the locker room yes yeah he just he is Eddie is a character man and and I feel like the days of the character in sports are kind of going by the leeway especially in hockey because I don't know there's not really I guess Brad Marchand is kind of that guy. But there used to be a lot more of that in the game. And, look, maybe it's not the best thing as a coach. You don't want a guy who's going to lose his mind all the time. But for fans, it's entertaining as hell. And, oh, yeah, Eddie Belfour was also awesome. Uh, 415 games with the the Hawks, 201 wins, 138 losses, 56 ties, 30 shutouts, uh, 265 goals against, and a 903 save percentage. Uh, He was just awesome. He was awesome. And I'll never forget, I was at that game. Triple overtime. Jeremy Roenick's last game as a Hawk. Hawks and Avs going back and forth. Wah versus Belfour. It was just one of the most magical sporting events I ever attended. It ripped the heart out of my chest. But to watch two guys in their prime going at it, and the Avs were dominating the Hawks. I think they had like 50 shots on goal or something when the smoke cleared, and Belfour was the only reason the Hawks were in that game, and to see him lose in that fashion was tough. but just to watch those two guys go at it, those two personalities too, Juan mm-hmm. and Belfort go at it. And I feel, I feel bad for Eddie because he was always in Patrick Wah's shadow because yeah. Wah was the guy who was winning. He had a bigger personality. He played in um, Montreal, which is obviously the hugest thing. Then to Colorado, they immediately win a cup. So he was always overshadowed. But, man, Eddie was, Eddie was such a cool hockey player and a great goalie. That's a guy we could probably get in here someday.
4: And, by the way, as, as Dale brings up, his mask, the the, the, oh, the mask was, was awesome, it was rad. It's, I mean, I, was and I loved evil. when he
2: went on to other teams. He
0: had the same mask, but in different colors. Yeah, colors, yeah. like yeah. green, yeah, green he, and black in Dallas. And like blue he started and the colorways, just
4: like all the Jordans do now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was
3: awesome. Yeah, that was part of the uh, part of the character.
0: Yep, loved me some Ed Ed Belfort was the first Blackhawks jersey I got with a num name and number on the back. Nice, and then he was traded. Then I got a <laughs> then I got a Chelios, and then he was traded. Yeah, it started. It was the start of my uh, tradition of getting guys traded from Chicago by buying their jersey.
2: Oof. It's a long line of them. I had that from interviewing guys: <laughs> Ben Smith, Tanner Caro, Troy Brower. Come on down. Yikes. Come talk to Jay. I don't want to <laughs> I'm <gonna> get traded. <laughs> yeah, I had I had start warning people about it, like just so you know, uh, when guys do this, they leave. <laughs> I can't be blamed for Tavo, though. I was sick that day, and Barry uh, Rosner did the Tavo show yeah, well, at Pequods. Tavo at Pequods. God, that's. that's now, that like, would have been a dream. They said dream. it was a, a freaking dream. nightmare. <laughs> oh, of really? people. There were so many people there. Well,
0: that's uh, not the most convenient location in you. the world either. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah.
2: They usually don't have trouble bringing people in. Right. So then you bring in uh, our beloved Tavo, and it's going to make a nightmare. But, yep, I missed that one. So don't blame me for that. Damn it. Not my fault. He's part of
0: my jersey collection
2: of guys who got traded. The Rockford one. The Rockford one. I love that there's, one. There's
0: the. I have the Nick Letty. I have a Brendan Saad, A Panarin. Uh, a,
2: a Versteeg 32. Nice. Yeah. There's 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 lots. Versteeg 1.0. Yeah. Yeah. Well, eventually, you know, they're all going to be gone. So then they become vintage. Yeah. I think you're 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 back. You're Belfort. You're. You oh, know, yeah. Like, 100% yeah. Well, The, the bad those part those is, I, yeah. I, I, I haven't been able to fit in those in like oh. 25
0: years. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. You bring them yeah, in that here. I might, yeah, I might, yeah, take they, they could both fit you. Yeah. They'll fit Mario. They're not fitting me anymore. <laughs> All right, fair I, enough. That's fair. Those are back when they were done by starter. Oh, oh That's yeah. how See, my, that was. My
4: first is the the CCM, and it's a Savard, and it's got the fight strap and everything. Nice. Nice. Yeah, first
2: one I bought. So my uncle gave me an Eddie Eddie Olchek jersey. Um, Right after check was traded. He's like, hey, I got you a Hawks jersey. I'm like, oh, my God, it's amazing. And I'm like, oh, wait, he just got traded. But it had Gunzos on it and everything, like, totally authentic. But the first one I bought was an authentic white uh, Bob Probert jersey. Yes. And I wore it uh, at my wedding reception. Everybody wore Hawks jerseys, and uh, I wore that one. That's, that's like, still my beloved Hawks jersey. Nice. It's a good
4: one. Sam in the chat wants 24 to hang in the rafters. He
2: says, Probert was the greatest Probert. hawk. Uh, Dale says, what is Gunzo's? Gunzo's is the hockey shop. No, he says, was, 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 oh, I'm sorry. Was was, was it a a Gunzo's? Was it a Gunzo's? The Probert one was not a Gunzo's one, but I got it at City Sports Lettering, which is where the Hawks went after Gunzo's. So I did get it at the place the Hawks get it made because I have, I am, I don't know if the word is a snob, but when I see a jersey that's not authentic, it like, yeah, I'm the same way.
3: When you, when you when you can see that the the logo is just not right, or the fonts col- col- are wrong, the color is a little wrong, or yeah. it's a little tilted, the black or black
0: hog head is slightly looking up at you, yeah, or, or or the or the W is just an upside down M. Yeah, <laughs> a lot play. of those Tays ones uh, going around. Oh yeah, yeah. Shaw too. Yeah, because yeah.
2: even if you buy a replica, like from Fanatics or or, or Foco or whatever, it's gonna have the right fonts mm-hmm. and the approved logo. But if hey my buddy he sell jerseys at the at the bar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they're authentic like No. Yeah. This is Tomes. <laughs> yeah. I,
3: I I too try not to be like like snobby about it, but all, but I'm always just like eh, there's something off about that jersey,
2: you if know. I mean if you're going to Look, if you're going to pay 100 for a knockoff, pay 180 for a, at least like a quality replica.
1: Right. I just always
0: get a kick out of the, back in the day, you know, the guys that were sitting in the $200 seats in the 100 level wearing $35 knockoff Chinese jerseys.
2: (laughs) Those were, that was a scourge for a while, man. Oh, yeah. You'd be at a bar, um, I used to go to my cousins like to Dingers and stuff on, like on Western, and guys would just come in with like boxes. Yep. It's like, these are not, but people are just like, yep, take my money. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just it, it probably doesn't bother most people. No, but no. to me, I saw We're one at, of this I, I saw one at our Bears tailgate. Somebody had a like a janky Matt Forte jersey, and I was like, Ugh, that looks real bad.
0: <laughs> it's like Hopefully, he's not listening right now.
2: Bubbly, it was weird. It was weird. All right, let's go to the uh, post lockout era of hockey, Mario. Do we want to talk about our sponsors before we do that? I guess so we, we don't. Can don't run that's run a out good day. idea. I like. We don't that run out of time. time. Are we running out of time? Are we getting late already? Yeah sheesh all right fine mom
3: (laughs) (laughs) hey look i'm just trying to make sure the lights stay on right like Uh, yes thank (laughs) you Uh,
2: i'm very sorry by the way if you went with my uh with my bet from yesterday uh, connor mcdavid plus 800 to score the first goal you did not win dylan strome owes you money Uh, take it up with him Um, but it was still a value play And he still
3: did score. Yes, of course. He Scored the first Edmonton
2: goal. If
3: you weren't, uh, if you weren't as uh, exotic, going with the first goal scored. If you did take the minus money for him to score a goal, you got your payoff.
2: How good are you if you are minus money to score a goal? That's pretty damn good. (laughs) Well, Drysleidle was also minus one ten to score. The thing thing is, is pretty damn
0: good. When you go to the point things from McDavid, he's always minus point and a half. He's never. Most guys are half a point. Over, under, he's always yeah. half, Patrick, one and a half.
3: Patrick Kane is always yep. over, under, po- one and a like half Like, you can't points. even
2: bet, like, over half a point because they just assume he's getting a point. That's amazing. Well, it's finally time to hit the ice again, and thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for the season of a lifetime. New users, listen to this. Bet 5 bucks on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. If that's not enough excitement... Turn those small bets into bigger payouts with those same-game parlays. That's what we're talking about. I said yesterday, if you took the McDavid plus 800 to score first and Ovechkin to score last, it would have been plus 1,600. That's a huge payout for a small bet. Yes, the odds are greater, less, whatever, but it's a bigger payout, right? Those parlays are so, so much fun. You can find multiple bets you like. It's not just goal scoring. It's how many goals will be scored, Will have the most shots, all those sort of things for those huge payouts. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code CHGO. Bet five bucks on any NHL team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's code CHGO at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
0: Hey, did you ever wonder why sunglasses are so dang expensive? Yes. Yes. Well, so did our friends over at Shady Ray's. So they set out to change it. And change it, they have. You do not have you do not have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this fall cuz our friends at Shady Rays have got you and your precious eyeballs covered. Shady Rays are premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles catered to everyone and every lifestyle. Best part about Shady Rays, they have the most insane protection program on all of were if you lose or break your shades on day one they told us they will send you a brand new pair no questions asked did you drop them in the lake are they swimming next to mario's sunglasses in the <laughs> Channel Lakes? Yeah, they need some did friends. they fall off a cliff did you lose them uh up on the observer ob- the observation deck easy for me to say of the uh willis tower well they'll replace them no matter how Hold you on. lost or did broke them did you just
4: them. say willis tower i did Ugh. That's it. Ah, get them out. Get over it. It's
0: been 15 years. Get over it. Anywho, even with the, that strong of a protection <laughs> program, they still manage to make quality that I can assure you from wearing them for the past couple of years. They're just as good, if not better, than any expensive prayer you can buy on the market. Shady Ray's customers will agree with that statement. They have over 200,000 five-star likes on their website. That's a ton of five-star reviews. Uh, we need to get a few more to catch up with them. Shady Rays also provides provides 10 meals to fight hunger across America with every order placed and have donated over 20 million meals to date. So not only are you going to look cool, you're doing something cool for those less fortunate. They stand behind their product and told our team that if anyone has a problem, they will throw profit right out the window and do what it takes to get it right. Free returns and exchanges. You either love the Shades or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back. And exclusively for our listeners, that's you guys. Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use promo code CHGO at checkout, and you will get 50% off two or more pairs of sunglasses. I did not excel at math in school, but even I can tell you that's buy one, get one free. You that's can get two awesome pairs of sunglasses for as low as 54 bucks. Redeem only at ShadyRays.com where you can find all their newest and best shades.
4: I like that math. I mean, you knew Good Dale Shytown in the chat whose avatar is de Sears, is going to say Man. no. It's the Sears Tower. I
2: still call it Sears Tower out of habit, but I do like the... Um, the I will always call it this corporation's name, not this corporation's name. Yeah, yeah listen. <laughs> Sears true. ain't
0: sending me a check to say it anymore. <laughs> so they can, you know, if they stop sending me the wish book, I'm stopped calling it the Sears Song. <laughs> <up. laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's true. Exactly. That's
2: true. All right. Before we wrap up, we gotta get our post lockout nominees. Post lockout. Of which there are many, many Remember, we already we've already said Taves, Kane, Hosa for sure, Seabrook and Keith are shoe-ins. Mm-hmm. We're putting in Larmor. We're putting in Ronick on Sh- our own. Sh-
3: those guys are getting their numbers retired. Yes. Yes. So thank you for clarifying. For the Ring of Honor. Yeah. Uh, Ronick, Larmor, those are uh, automatic ends. Uh, I am going to go with uh, part time broadcaster and handsome man, Patrick Sharp.
2: Full time handsome
4: man. Full time handsome man.
2: Yes. He's very part time, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen him in
4: man, a while. Mario's just going with number 10s. Yeah, and yeah Amani
3: and Sharp. They can uh, They can share a, share a number stall. Uh, yeah, I mean, look. Patrick Sharp was uh, was was part of the Blackhawks' uh, come comeuppance in the post-lockout era, um, probably as far <laughs> as return on value, the best trade of that era, uh, arguably. And I, I think you know, there were was he the man for those Cup teams? No. Do they win three without him? It's a harder path yeah, to do so. Not. So I, I yep. you know, he was. He was definitely integral to all three cups and one probably of the seven guys that were there for all three. He's, he's just not over that hump of being number retirement and, and, and all that. And yeah, I think he's, I think his legacy is as a, is as a black Hawk, even though he played games for the flyers and stars, will for sure always be remembered as a oh, Black yeah,
4: Hawk. I mean, as long as in the Ring of Honor you don't put a number 10, you just put his face, his yeah, beautiful, beautiful yeah. face.
3: Yeah, if his number was retired, it wouldn't be the number 10. It would be Patrick, a picture of him. Just make the yeah. zero in you know. his
4: face. My wife would appreciate that very much.
3: I
0: think many, I mean, pe- his face does many people would. His face does belong to be immortalized wherever you put it. Yeah. It, it is a yeah. very handsome man. Yep. Uh, my guy is not quite as handsome, but uh, one of my all-time favorite Black Hawks. I'm going with good old number 36, Dave Boland. Rit. Um, just, man, you talk about guys that, that did they probably, he was there for the two cups in 2010, 2013. Do they win those two cups without him? Probably. It's a lot harder. But he played such an underrated, there he is. Ah, uh, yes. There he is. Do not block Hosa. Okay. Get him, get him <laughs> front and center. <laughs> That's why his helmet is caved in the say, back. It's, sh- sh- it's the JFK sh- <laughs> version yeah. of Dave Boland. <laughs> oh, Too man. soon? Too soon. Too soon. Too late. Remind me Remind me to tell you a, a JFK joke when we get off the air. <laughs> I'm not saying it on the air. Um. <laughs> anyway, Dave Boland.
3: Apologies if you're it's offended just, by it's, JFK joke. This is
0: off-brand for you, Mario. I wasn't
2: expecting it. <laughs> I've called there, it that before.
3: Have I not? I thought <laughs> I, I did. I no. don't think so. All right, well. There you Uh, go. uh, It's dark. I love it. Uh, Anyway, Dave (laughs) Bolin
0: played over 332 games for the Hawks, had 70 goals, 168 points. But the playoffs is where he showed his value. 67 playoff games, had 17, very appropriately, goals Uh. and 43 points. Of course, we all remember him for that huge goal in Boston. But listen. His job was to get Henrik and Daniel Sedin off their game for three seasons, and he did. The Vancouver Canucks hated mm-hmm. Dave Bolin and what he did. He, he? was Brad Marchant, but even kept more his, effective. Kept his tongue in his mouth. Yeah. He was he was that guy that just walked the line and rarely crossed it. Like mm-hmm. he barely he did not get that many penalties. Um and he just knew yeah. how to press your butt. Dave Bolin played hockey like when you were on family road trips and you would put your finger like right by your sister's ear. <laughs> I'm not touching you. I'm not mm. touching you. I'm yes. not touching that was how Dave Bolin mm. played hockey. To he perfected the art of being a pain in the ass. I always remember when he pissed off Joe Thorne. I was just so gonna much? say I yep.
3: remember I remember the the twenty ten yeah. conference final against the Sharks and he basically Joe Thorne was never a guy to like you know, retaliate Ever. like that. And he he basically made Thornton play like a, a thug against him because yep. he was so pissed to play against He Dave got Bolton. people
0: off their games. He got skilled players to stop playing with skill, mm-hmm. and that was so effective. And then he would score a big goal when you needed it to. Yep. We talk a lot about guys that needed to learn how to change the way they played to play in the NHL. He is e- exemplified that. He was a great offensive player in juniors. He had a 50-goal yeah. season for the London Knights. Yep, mm-hmm. He realized right away, I'm not going to be able to do that here. So if I want to stay and be an effective NHL player, I got to embrace another role. He found it. He played it to perfection and is one of the most underrated guys on on two teams that were full of just superstar talent.
2: All right, before we wrap up, I'm going to give you a number. 1,605. That is career-blocked shots for Nicholas Jalmerson. (sighs)
3: That's a lot of shots. The word
2: warrior gets thrown around a lot in mm-hmm. sports. I don't think anyone in that cup era of great players who poured their heart and soul into those Stanley cups. Nicholas Jamerson might've been the dude who did it the most. That guy took a beating, shut down everybody. And you talk about Dave Boland, you know, finding a different role. I also think with Boland, had he been on a different team, he could have made a lot more money and had a lot bigger numbers. Nicholas Jalmerson's a number 1 defenseman on 31 NHL teams. He was number 3 in Chicago behind Keith and Seabrook mm-hmm. and he was a freaking master. Scotty Bowman compared him to Nicholas Lidstrom. Yeah. It's high praise. I mean, look, Nicholas Lidstrom is on the Mount Rushmore of NHL defensemen and Scotty Bowman coached him for the maybe whole career or the vast majority of his career. A lot of his career yeah. For him to to even suggest that you're on the same level as Nicholas Lidstrom is huge praise. And for me, in my lifetime, up one goal late in the game, he is the first guy over the bench for me. Mm-hmm. Ahead of Keith, ahead of Seabrook, ahead of Chelios, Nicholas Jalmerson's is the first guy I'm putting on the ice yeah. with a one-goal lead late in the game. The guy was absolutely a stud for the Hawks. I do think... Late in his career, it finally became like recognized and realized by Hawks fans. So I don't want to say he's underrated. I think Hawks fans truly do appreciate the outpouring when he was traded. You saw
0: exactly what he he was. He's not underrated in Chicago, but he's vastly underrated everywhere else. Yeah, that's true. true. If there was,
3: you know, the Norris Trophy goes out to the best defenseman. If the Norris Trophy went out to the best defensive defenseman, Jarmelson would have. At I least always, one.
0: I always, I've been saying that for years. The Norris Trophy should be for the best defensive defenseman, and then give out the Bobby Orr Trophy for the best overall defense sure. or best offensive defenseman. Yeah, because it seems that the guy that gets wins the Norris is the defenseman that had the most points. If you have a
3: defenseman that puts up ninety points, but they're you know even,
0: yeah, that's not good, right? <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah, I think there should be two defense defenseman awards, the Norris and the Bobby Orr, and Jarmelson would have won a couple of those Norrises if it was based on just Mm -hmm. defensive hockey.
2: Yeah, agreed. If you're looking at the YouTube, uh, make sure you smash that like button. What you see on the screen, our Ring of Honor. We'll put that out on social media as well later in the day. The inaugural Um, hypothetical Ring of Honor That would be a fun party. That would be a really fun party. All right, before we wrap up, one final reminder. Tailgate Sunday, CHGO uh, Chicago football tailgate, Chicago versus Detroit, we're starting at 8.30 this Sunday until noon. Goose Island will have the beers out there. Uh, we're going to have great food out there as well. A DJ who rules. That guy's awesome. Um, you don't need a ticket to the game, but you need a ticket to the tailgate. Get it at allchgo.com. And one heads up for hockey fans. I don't. We don't like to promote other podcasts on this show, but once you've listened to everything in the CHGO catalog for every team, Wayne Gretzky, was a guest on this week's uh, SmartList podcast mm. with Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and um, Sean Hayes, and it was really, really good. So hockey well, fans, go listen to uh, Wayne Gretzky with SmartList. I don't
3: think their podcast really competes with our eh,
2: you'd be surprised. podcast
1: all that much, does it? You'd be surprised. It? Are they They've a also had, podcast
3: uh, with Sean Hayes? What's that? Is it Sean Hayes on a hockey podcast?
2: He is now. He was today. I
3: guess so. yeah, I guess right. if Wayne, Wayne Gretzky's Gretzky, on guess, there, yeah. it's a hockey
2: podcast. Um, they also had Brendan Shanahan on there a few months ago, but Gretzky told a story about how Right after Shanahan retired, he called him and lamented the fact that like I can't fight anybody anymore. <laughs> it was good. It was a great interview, and Gretzky really kind of opened up and showed his personality. So worth a listen.
3: Didn't uh, didn't Will Arnett do uh, a Brendan Shanahan impression? Oh, I don't for, know. For like, was it the ESPYS or something, or it might have been the NHL Awards when Shanahan was the the head of uh, player safety or whatever. I think he oh, I think yeah. he did like for like the NHL awards he did like uh I think you're I right, am yeah. Brendan Shanahan. Like he's like a, it was a like it was a Will Arnett
2: impression of Brendan Shanahan. <laughs> remember too, he's the one who was talking to Patrick Kane on ice and didn't he say like are you gonna get traded or
3: Yes. Something like that. Last last season uh on TNT Will Arnett was on and asked and interjected uh it might have been Gretzky, inter like interrupted him and was just like, Hey, I gotta ask, are you which one leaves first, you or Taze? And Kane was like uh <laughs> that's right. I kind of had to laugh it off.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh Will Arnett anyway. is a is a huge, huge hockey fan and a player. Well he's Canadian. So, so. Yeah. yeah. So makes, check makes that sense. out. It was a good listen. He's I enjoyed release fans, so haha. <laughs> yeah, poor bastard. Yeah, All right. It's his choice. Let's, let's wrap things up. Thanks to Lawrence for running the show today. Also, Lego. We Batman. appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow at 2 30. And as the show's been going on, we have made progress on both Bernie Nichols and Marion Hosa. Oh, so when we get confirmation on Hawks. both, we'll let you know. Bernie Nichols, by the way, ring of honor. Do it up. He should be in the freaking Hall of Fame. You're right. We'll talk to him, him about that right there. soon. <laughs> Maybe. Thanks for listening to the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.